Hello and welcome to episode 171 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Not bad man, not bad. Been, good, good. Uh, we... Delivering my uh, Death Stranding parcels, you know. <laughs> Just straight away onto the Death Stranding. <laughs> The thing that we usually the thing that we usually talk about right at the end of the show. You're like, I'm going to open it this week. It's just just what I do now. It's just what I do now. I just just deliver things. I can't blame you. Yeah, it's just what I do. It's very satisfying. Um, And yeah, for people that don't have no idea what we're talking about, um, sorry, but uh, yeah, we're back with another episode. Um, The kind of the weeks are running out for this year, so um, we're trying to get in as many as we can before our we big sort of best of special um and we're back with the nightingale this week um which should be an interesting one um but some yeah, before... people very excited about this <laughs> yes um but yeah before we get into the news there's a couple of news stories and one that just broke as of recording which is very interesting um but uh yeah it's kind of for the rest of 2019 really like i just said there's only a few weeks left we're probably only going to have four more regular shows after this one um and one of those being black christmas which is like the last theatrical release of the year that's Um, still a lot of shows man that's still quite a lot yeah so Mm. so like uh, it's gonna be at least three or four and then obviously then our our big best of special as well on top of that um so yeah man i'm so buzzing for that i know it feels like i've I've been ready for this for months now i just i can't wait for it um but yeah, we do have obviously a few weeks to fill. We do have a few movies that we want to um, cover. Um, we'll probably talk about it a little bit at the end as well, but kind of Little Monsters is one that we want to uh, talk about. Yeah. Um, Bliss just came out <clears throat> as well. Um, there's a few more like Fright Festy ones. I know The Furies has been out for a Fright little while. Yeah, um, I want to watch The Furies, man. Yeah, and then I think Girl on the Third Floor was the other one. But um, th- those are the ones that are kind of on our radar. But definitely now is that period of time where if you've seen something that you really, really dug in 2019 that we haven't done a show on, obviously look back because we've done something like... We've done a lot. Yeah, around like 45 shows at this point uh, in 2019. So obviously we probably covered it, hopefully. Um, But if we haven't, let us know. And if if it's, you know, what if if it would be making your top 10, you know, end of year list, then we definitely want to check it out. Um, And Mm. I think we've done a pretty good job this year. I don't think there's anything... Like I say, stuff like The Lighthouse, don't don't troll us with that. Listen, we can't see it. It's annoying. Um, <laughs> so make sure that it is yeah. available in our country. Um, the only thing that we missed that I would have liked to have seen, I don't necessarily know if it would have been a top 10, but I think it could have been a fun ride, was Countdown. Yeah, I want to see that. It looked quite fun. Mm. Yeah, that might be one that we get to maybe early next year if it's quiet, because it's one that I definitely want to check out. Mm. And um, hearing Sean's thoughts on it and saying that it is like a technological horror <laughs> that obviously appeals to us. So um, Yeah, I've heard like that and comparisons to Final Destination, like it's mm. a Final Destination light. And I will take me any sort of Final Destination at this point. Yeah, for sure. I miss those movies. Yeah, well, apparently there's a new one coming soon. So Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I feel um, like Eddie a... Murphy's written it or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hell of a show um, <laughs> god we're so excited for the new saw movie aren't we i was i was literally just thinking about saw i was thinking of saw five earlier well, and of I course you're thinking why. about saw you're always thinking about saw <laughs> and i was Whenever i was reminiscing here talking about movies we talk about saw <laughs> i wasn't even talking to it with anyone though. i was just literally just thinking about it and i pulled up the final scene on youtube because i was just like this is just so goddamn good and then yeah, yeah. then i started thinking about the new movie and it really bummed me out um <sighs> But uh, yeah, so obviously, yeah, let us know if there's anything you want to check out. Um, but yeah, a couple of news stories here. And this first one, like I say, just broke as of recording. So I'm glad we got this in. Otherwise, we'd have had to wait a whole week to talk about it. And you've probably not even seen this so far. Yeah, man. But yeah, man. Uh, 
we've got a little update on one of our one of our favorite directors in fact obviously oh we've had a lot of our favorite directors have been very active this year so sort of four of our favorites at least um but one fede alvarez do you want do you want to hear what he's up to next oh, do i do i do i <laughs> um yeah do i think I? you do I think, yeah. um so it's you know it's he's not doing a sequel um but he has uh, apparently it's been reported on deadline today that he's closed a deal with legendary pictures um to make a new horror movie for them um so yeah do untitled horror movie um he's going to be working with his production studio as well obviously co-producing um and yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. There is a one-line synopsis here, but I wouldn't take too much from this, um, where the quote just says from Deadline, um, plot details have been kept under wraps, but the pick is described as The Shining set in the White House. <laughs> I mean, that's quite a... I thought you were going to just say, like, you know, <laughs> girl walks down the street or something. Mm. Like, I mean, that's quite a weird thing it's specific, to throw isn't out it? there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it already makes you think, like, what the hell could that even be? But, I mean, yeah, the news story, of course, the lead is that, yeah, Fede is confirmed to be making a horror movie, which is, of course, that was our main hope after his previous uh, project, which, I mean, he went outside the genre. It was a commercial failure. I've seen the movie. I think it sucks completely. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I really hope this is the ter- the return to form that he needs. Obviously, yes. his first two movies, 10 out of 10 movies, in my opinion. Movies of the um, year, both of them. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Evil Dead and Don't Breathe are just spectacular movies. Ooh. And yeah, I think it's it's time that he reclaims that. Our that. First, was that our first yes. movie of the year? Yeah, yeah 2016. Our first, our first year, you know, movie of the year. So, you know, yeah. it's a big, since, it's it's a been big awesome. mantle to live up to, Fede. Yeah, because that was such a huge moment for us for the show on the uh, very early days. Like, I'd be surprised if we have anyone that's still listening from then. Um, mm. But since then, obviously, we've had the rise of the mm. likes of Jordan Peele and Ari Aster and all these other people. And it's like Fede's obviously... Yeah, we're obviously... like, oh, we've, we've just fucking seen something good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. We, and... we can stop watching Batman movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My God, those early shows. Um, that's right. We covered Suicide Squad. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's right you won't find it on our feed anymore no like uh, you know what's our least downloaded episode of all time was our resident evil special we did i'm disappointed by that i mean i understand (laughs) (laughs) and i will personally try to refund the time of people that listen to us talk about outbreak file 2 (laughs) well luckily no one did so uh you're you're right you're fine with that one um god we need to we need to just do that again or just four hours of you just talking about these random like obscure as <laughs> evil tiles that so, half of the time we haven't even played so did any- no, i played them all man i don't know what you're talking about you well it certainly didn't sound like it <laughs> i mean i played them 20 years ago uh right we're gone off track again this is we can go into show. it if you want to go into it i'll go into it listen let, let fede have his moment all right he's back <laughs> um true no year on this obviously hopefully it's 2020 because i really need some things to get me excited for next year at this point <sighs> this, this sounds super early though yeah you yeah, know it's literally this, just, he's just signed yeah, this deal that's, exactly that's this this thing. feels early for halloween release you know mm-hmm. so I, I feel like this is a 2021 news story but fingers crossed you never know yeah he might plan again us yeah exactly but this is obviously awesome like all jokes aside like this is one of the better news stories that i could have read um oh definitely 
like you say, we desperately want him to come back to the horror drama. And obviously it'd be great if they were like, somehow they managed to do evil dead two or something along those lines. But yeah, like him, he obviously proved with don't breathe that like, it wasn't just our attachment to that franchise. Mm. Evil dead is why we love that movie. You know, he can produce a brand yeah. new idea and, and it'd I, be spectacular. I don't, I don't need an evil dead two. you know, like mm. it was just fantastic, but I don't, you know, I don't know whether there's more, you know, it didn't leave me wanting more. It just left me thinking that was a fantastic movie. I need to watch that movie again. Yeah, I don't need it. But if they announced it, it would like, I would just be so happy because it was, yeah. I, I loved it. And I love that cast, the actor, actress, mm. and to have like Jane back with, with him again. Um, I hope she's in this movie as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's awesome. Cannot wait for that one. Um, and then, yeah, the last, the next news story is just a small one. It's a nice little update because we had some, disappointing box office figures to report on over the mm. last few weeks um i haven't actually checked on dr sleep after a couple of weeks i probably should have done that but um it's probably not going to be good reading to be honest after the first week um mm. but this was a nice one because i i really think this is easily one of the biggest success stories of 2019 um which is that the fact that joker has now made one billion dollars worldwide Whoa. um and it is in fact the first ever r-rated movie to do so um which is <laughs> that blows my mind that no movie's ever done that especially Man, in the last couple of years when we have seen a resurgence with the likes of deadpool <clears throat> deadpool 2 um, yeah i mean i i you know uh, if deadpool couldn't do it i didn't think it could be done and i'm no. so glad that a movie like joker has got this sort of buzz and it just means that you know hopefully we get more like it because my god mm. that was a surprise yeah, this was exactly what DC needed was like, of course, it's a co- big commercial hit, but everyone loves it. I really do think it will be getting that award recognition come next year. And so it ticks all the boxes from their standpoint. Like, I don't see why they would go, well, that was a cool experiment. Then let's go back to making Ben Affleck his Batman movies. Like, yeah, because, no, they're on because a good presumably, like, even Aquaman, did that make a bill? Yeah, like, that did, yeah. They, yeah, so, that's, so obviously it's been comparable then. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's not like way in a way and beyond kind of what they've done before. No, like Aquaman was also a huge success for them, like mm. off the back of Justice League, which made hardly like Justice League was a complete bomb, in my opinion, mm. in terms of what that movie should have been. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, this is this is obviously great news. But yeah, from like and especially like it is such a as we've seen, like it is a really backdoor horror movie when you actually sit down and watch it. It is a drama with really oh, yeah. violent scenes. And much like this week's movie that we're going to talk about, that's how you pretty much describe most horror movies these days mm-hmm. is that they aren't the traditional like spooky, you know, or reliant on cheap scares. But most of the time, a well-made horror movie is just a drama with violence in it. Yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. That's exactly what Joker is. In my real, real life stories, you know, yeah. and, you know grounded stories quite often the case yeah we so like that's our fun stuff but yeah exactly <laughs> but it's, it's it's awesome to see like saying it's uh in a year where a lot of movies have kind of struggled to make that big box office revenue that movies have done in the in the past few years it's great to see joker obviously do this definitely um so yeah uh that's pretty much it for the news this week there really wasn't too much there's a couple of small things like apparently they're making a sin city tv show and i was like okay right (laughs) like at this point are they really news stories like they literally said as well in the news story that they apparently announced another one four years ago that never happened i'm like okay i mean all i want is more tremors news to be honest (laughs) (laughs) we do have some feedback about tremors so we'll get to that later on the show so look forward to that tremors fans um (laughs) but yeah you're right there you're <laughs> that's just us we're just talking to ourselves um so yeah should we talk about this week's film let's do it let's talk about the nightingale
see, obviously, like we said a few weeks ago, this was one that was um, not massively on our personal radars. I was aware of it, um, mostly because of the director attached. Um, Mm -hmm. For people that don't know, it's Jennifer Kent's second movie um, after The Babadook, which a few years back, that was a huge movie. Um, It obviously wasn't like a bit huge in terms of box office, what we just discussed, but in terms of like a small indie release that managed to really attach itself to people. Yeah, um, it seemed to be like one of these darling horror movies from, you know, it, it, you know, just predates the podcast and kind of, it was a bit of a miss for me. Yeah. Um, You know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of it. It's not our wheelhouse as listeners will know, you know, Mm. kind of this spooky story, but yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a miss for me. Um, and I believe with this one, I actually didn't put it on my upcoming 2019 list because yeah. I literally read the synopsis and went, nah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can totally see that as well because, yeah. yeah, this this isn't our type of thing. This is a period no. piece from a, you know, a director that we didn't, again, like with someone like The Babadook, just for my opinion as well, I didn't like it either. And I, mm-hmm. I could see why people did. Yeah. And, and it's one of those movies, similar, I like The Witch more, but it, it reminded me of that where I'm like, wow, I can respect this. I don't like it, but I can see why people would love it. You know, the people that really like kind it. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, mm. you know, The Witch, I mean, the, the more removed i am from the witch the more i like it yeah you know, like I, I brought it on blu-ray and watched it a couple of times maybe like, that I, would happen I, with babadoo because I've, I've still only seen maybe, it once maybe i only saw it the ones i just mm. the memory i've got is that the um kid wound me up in it quite same. A bit. but yeah. um that's this is not a review on babadoo so no it's in, on, this but, is, um, that is interesting yeah. context for this movie definitely though. definitely so yeah so the nightingale um as you said kind of a period piece it's set in um 1825 um mm-hmm. and we um follow the tales of a kind of irish um she's she's like a convict we never really know yeah. why like whether she has committed a crime or it seems like the british are kind of like or the, the kind of military or whatever you want to call them officers yeah, like the british army are yeah. um kind of just a you know a law to themselves and kind of mm. make it up as they go along. Um, but either way, she's kind of like a convict that is kind of, um, kind of, it's like a slave, isn't it? To these British officers where they then have her papers that will make her a free woman. And they and, you know, but right now we join her kind of working for these British officers. Um, yeah. It was confusing early on, especially with the scenes, like what you just alluded to with the papers mm. that, that is a main um part of the story early on where it's kind of mm. like apparently she's like already paid her dues and so you know they can send the paperwork away to have her be freed um so she's obviously not you know supposed to be under any sort of sentencing or anything for whatever she may or may not have done but it is unclear where i was like oh, okay so these guys are just like assholes for the sake of it and i'm not again because we don't know too much about this era it was a yeah. bit confusing to me of like wait what's actually going on here because she's like a singer but she's also working for him but she's also a convict but she's also yeah. still but she's also husband. she's also married yeah and got yeah. a baby like it's all quite weird mm. and um and yeah kind of uh, some some real bad things happen to her yeah and um this uh, the, the the film then becomes her story of revenge and her trying to kind of um yeah get get revenge on the people that commit this these horrible things to her um, you know, we'll, we'll go into kind of what happens to her at some point. Um, but, um, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's kind of all you need to know really about this movie in the way of synopsis. It, it's your, it is your, your kind of, um, 
you know, quintessential um, revenge movie. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen quite a few of them for the show. I, I think the thing that is the thing that sets this apart is the period piece and the time it's set in and that sort of mm. thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Nightingale. The, the movie definitely does try and play with those expectations a bit obviously it's hard unless we you know talk full spoilers in the get-go which we're not going to but no. um, it is a revenge movie but i'll say that it's not your typical revenge movie and i think that it's, it's purposely playing with that trope it's it, it makes you think that you're gonna see one thing and then it purposely doesn't give you that one thing um mm. without getting into it too much but um yeah get, going on my overall thoughts of the movie um like this was a tough watch for many reasons. I think that, as we said going in, it's not something that we're particularly into. And when you see that runtime mixed with it being um, a period piece, you, like I did what you just did. I really did take a deep breath and yeah. was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be. This could be a rough one." And I hope for the best. Um, it starts slow. You you get introduced to the character. Um, you get this weird sort of singing scene, which is a bit odd. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, then once the the kind of the crazy graphic violent scene that happens at the start of this, which I won't say what happens, but I'll have to keep referring no. to it because it is so yes. the entire movie. Um, it is so insanely brutal, unlike pretty much anything we've seen for a long time. Um, it really affected me, like to the point where I was like, I don't even know if I want to watch the rest of this movie. Yeah. Um, and that is obviously its intention, so I have to give it credit because it worked, but I didn't like it in the slightest, obviously. Um, and, yeah. and I don't mean that in terms of, like, in any sense, you know, like, you can see things that are graphic that are horrible and you can, you know, still enjoy it. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, You, you realise, well yeah, that it's that it's serving a purpose. And, you know, we, we've seen some very violent scenes, you know, we, Lords of Chaos in particular mm. has some very violent scenes in it and we won't spoil them. And those mm. scenes are upsetting and powerful and difficult to watch but they're also have you know stuck in my mind and i couldn't keep away from them whereas this just it yeah made me feel ill not in a way that you you know you you want uh, to evoke motion in horror movie but yeah, yeah this definitely made me feel ill not in a good way yeah, like I agree with what you said. It evokes that emotion. And so, again, for, for me personally, sitting down and watching this, I can't say that I liked any of that stuff. Yeah. But in terms it, of evoking it probably... emotion, it did for sure. You know, there, yeah. and there are plenty of movies we see that are just dull, boring ass movies that evoke no reaction. And it did yeah. get a reaction from me. It's it's one of those things where, like, um, I went on a rant a while ago about violence and animals and that sort of thing and how mm. it just makes me feel too uncomfortable. And I just yeah. can't, I, I don't want to see it. And you know it's a personal thing and like this kind of tapped into that region really yeah it, it was really really unsettling like you're saying and so it does it yeah. does serve that purpose but i think that um with this being in like the revenge movie again without alluding to it too much with what happens but it did remind me a little bit of at the start of i said this in my criticism of upgrade at the same time so i have to give this movie the same criticism which is the in a mild spoilers for that movie i'm not actually gonna say what happens but he he goes through such a horrible event at the start of upgrade and obviously that has a completely different tone that is a more wacky silly supposed to be fun movie um but that yeah (laughs) but he went through such a horrific event at the start of movie i remember saying on the show it to me the revenge didn't matter because i was like at the end of the day he's fucked like he's gone through the worst stuff that you could go through so it really didn't matter to me what he did to the people who wronged him Mm. and so when i watch this movie when you see that scene that is just so unbelievably brutal i was like well that's it 
like i don't i don't really care to see these characters get their comeuppance and i know that this person now has has had their life ruined in an instant there's really no coming back from that and you and again you could say that about anything i I get that you know you could say the same thing about revenge and some other movies that we've covered but i feel like if you go too far at the start there's no coming back from that and obviously that is like what revenge movies do they bring you down Mm. to then want to bring you back up again and then that that i actually disagree with that as a fundamental you know plot device for a movie like i just don't (laughs) think that works because i don't feel like the 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 come up is worth it anyway let alone the fact that again i am alluding to something that i'm trying not to spoil but this isn't Mm. your typical revenge movie and i kind of guessed that about the halfway point where i was Mm. like you know what we're not actually gonna they're not gonna give us that relief that we want even though i don't think it's enough anyway um they're not even gonna give you that so then i was like okay what am i even watching I think it is enough, like, in these movies that, you know, I, I do see your point, but I mm. think that, um, you know, and it, and it makes it even more sad and meaningful that the character yeah. has nothing to live for apart from revenge. And then kind of, you know, then, then you know, a good movie will then kind of go into, you know, possibly at the end, kind of what does the character do after, you know? Yeah. Um, because you know everything is so messed up still, and you know I think there's stuff that can be explored there that's interesting. Yeah, for sure. I I do think that is definitely a personal taste thing. Mm. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, th- that scene as well. Obviously, without going into it too much, but that really reminded me of the Babadook in terms of the way it was shot because it was a very loud scene, and it's and it had a its use of sound to really unease you as the viewer, um, which was my main takeaway from Babadook, and I think the yeah for the same reason why we didn't like that because i remember it had that that kid that was constantly shouting constantly screaming and that was obviously played to be this kind of like annoyance to you and that's it's played the same way in that scene where certain characters are being annoyed with this loud sound that's happening um so i thought that was like an interesting you know um Mm. parallel between the two movies it's one of the only things really that you can pick up on and be like okay that's similar um but yeah, obviously that is that is most of my thoughts on the start of the movie. But just overall, because I don't want to just go into the whole movie right now, like I didn't think it was worth it. Um, it is way too long. I know that's something that we say all the time, and mm. I really only want to bring it up when it's worth bringing up. But I think this is yeah. one of the most egregious we've ever she, seen. For the show. She sings probably five songs. Yeah, and and unless unless it's a conjuring movie and they're elder songs, <laughs> I don't want that to happen. Yeah, oh, I completely agree. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like especially obviously you going off that initial scene, which is brutal. You then know what the movie is <clears> going to be about, and once we get on what the main movie is about again mild spoilers but it's pretty much a chase between you know one group of characters trying to get to another would you call it a chase i mean (laughs) (laughs) probably not um i don't know a trek a slow trek a hike um but either way yeah it's it's one group of characters trying to get to another group of characters and so you get to that point early on and you think my god how are they going to fill this runtime and then you know they they go back and forth a few times but i think ultimately once they get face to face with the characters after the first time the movie yeah. just slows down so unnecessarily where we get so many scenes and then suddenly it's like, wait, who's chasing who at this point? And then characters get split up only to then be reunited after 20 minutes when nothing really oh, happened yeah. when they're on their own. Like I think the middle to end of this movie is so slow and drawn out to the point mm. where I was like, I wasn't in love with the intro, but I, there was actually stuff that I was like interested in, like getting to know this British army, their reasons for why they were acting the way they were. Like it, there was some interesting character stuff there, but that <clears> pretty <throat> much goes out of the window once we leave the initial like encampment where they are. And then we're ultimately just 
walking around in the brush, not really doing much for the yeah. whole film. They're like, oh, it was difficult to get around in the 1800s. Yeah, like, like I get yeah, <laughs> This does remind me of, like, Red Dead, the film, <laughs> which yeah. is you're only going to get that if you play that game, where it's like... <laughs> It's purposefully tedious, and I'm like, yeah. I listen, I get that. I respect what you're going for. You are clearly, you know, showing me what it was like to live in this world, mm. but I don't find this interesting or entertaining in the slightest. Um, so, mm. yeah, that was my that was my main takeaway, was that ultimately I just don't think it was worth it because there are some cool stuff throughout this movie, but it's so minimal compared to the amount of scenes that honestly were the most forgettable scenes I've seen in a long time. There are multiple scenes yeah. where characters are just talking around a campfire. And I was like, what was the point of that? They, they try and yeah, what you, even you talking about. Yeah. Like any attempt to add a backstory, I didn't enjoy in the slightest. Um, I remember what was the movie? Uh, yeah. Satanic panic last week. I remember saying like those scenes between our two lead female characters, when they were telling us about her backstory, mm. um, they were really interesting to me where I was like, Oh, we'll find out about her boyfriend and all the struggle that she yeah. went through. This movie tells a story because we have our two lead characters. Um, is it Billy and Billy and Claire? Claire. Yeah. Mm. Like they're telling the, each other kind of what they've been through. And that should be really interesting. Cause this is like an interesting setting. And it just wasn't in the slightest. Like I was actually mm. quite bored. Cause I was like, you're, actually picking the most kind of like obvious premise that you could have picked in this situation and you're not really having anything to say with it either um so yeah i feel like i've spoke a lot so i'm gonna let you talk yeah. Yeah, this just wasn't oh, that's good man good you keep going because <laughs> this yeah this this movie was a massive miss for me um it's it was such a disappointment i think one of the things before i kind of go into you know because i disliked almost everything about this movie if i'm honest um mm. The, the the violence scene we talked about, obviously we did talk about it quite a bit, but I do think that in terms of, you know, we talk about horror movies and that horror movies don't have to be these scary things and, you know, it could be a, you know, a drama with violence and that sort of thing. This still is like, um, you know, it ticks that box because it did make me feel so unsettled. It's not for mm. everyone, but like it definitely is a scene of pure horror that was done it achieved exactly what it wanted to achieve. Um, it's just that what it achieved made me feel sick to my stomach. Um, yeah. But, and for them to make us feel that way, which is like yeah. the most, you know, hardcore um, of hardcore fans of horror but, is, is worth yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hence why I touch upon it again. Um, mm. But with kind of a movie like Last House on the Left, um, that made me feel that back in the day. Yeah. And then we got that story of revenge that was so satisfying. Um, and this just has none of the satisfying, like the satisfying ending. Um, the, to get, to get back to the beginning, um, I didn't believe the world they were in at any given moment. I don't, you know, I, I personally don't like period pieces anyway. You know, I have to say that from the offset. But I felt like every character looked like they was wearing an outfit, mm. um, a, a prop outfit. None of them felt genuine. They all felt very proppy and not weathered or they just didn't feel right to me. And then the dialogue characters were talking and there was a lot of kind of, in my mind, and again, I might be wrong. It, like the swearing in that just felt like quite modern. And yeah, I was going to say that that didn't did. feel like the way people um, spoke in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> no, no, they were dropping like c bombs and stuff yeah. straight away, and it just didn't feel right. And then, kind of like when we got to even like the external of some of the houses that it towards the final act of the film. They all felt like way more modern structures. I'm getting really caught up on it, but it really took me out of the experience. And then when they're actually in the wilderness, they were just in woods. There was nothing that made it feel old, newer, and different. And it's mm. something where the witch, 
really felt like the time they were going for. And at that point, and like, you know, um, you know, 80% of the village and it's kind of like, you know, at least movies like that, they're in that time zone. And I have to realize I'm seeing a period piece. Therefore, you know, th- that's what it is. But I believe what the, the period that they're setting it in, I just didn't believe this. It didn't feel genuine to me. Um, so the movie just did not have me gripped from the start. I was completely disinterested. Um, we had the scene of horrific violence that evoked those emotions. And then straight away, again, the movie just goes straight down to nothing, where we just get joined with Claire and Billy traveling along. And like you say, there's just, it's just not, you, you're waiting for the payoff. Mm. You're waiting for them to catch up with them and get their revenge. And you're like, okay, we've had this super violent scene that started this. We need the super violent revenge. And we just didn't get that payoff. And, um, <clears throat> I think, um, you know, the journey that it, that, um, it, it got to the point that we were, you know, what, an hour and 45 into this. And I'm mm. kind of thinking, right, it's kind of starting to kick off a little bit. Would, if, if I got like a bang in last 20 minutes of just craziness, will I like this movie? And I thought to myself, no, like, I don't think it's redeemable at this point. And then all it did was drop off a cliff and got worse. Yeah. So it was already irredeemable and then got worse, um, which is a massive shame. Like, it's one of those things where I can see what it was trying to achieve, um, but I, I cannot get behind almost everything that, that's in this. Um, and and like I say, by the, by the time the end credits rolled, I was I was drained. I was frustrated, and um, it's not a feeling that I want to have coming out of a movie. Yeah, I think obviously right. by the sounds of it, yeah. I'm a little bit closer to liking it. Um, I <laughs> I obviously I didn't like it, but I think that um, th- this to me is a prime example of why we do harp on about runtimes a lot because it's an important thing to talk about, right? Because obviously some people say oh listen it's just a runtime grow up because like we we watch long movies we binge tv shows we play 100 hour video games it's not the actual length that's the issue it's the fact that you're wasting time because it's using the content that you've got you know the the um for people that don't necessarily play them but the video game argument is a great one because Mm. there can be 10 hour video games that i moan about being too long and there can be 100 hour games that aren't long enough and you know that scale is ridiculous yeah in comparison to a movie which we're talking 70 80 minutes to maybe three hours exactly even the longest movie is still only going to be three hours so you know we see that scale in its in its crazy level with video games and it's it's like you say it's what you do with that runtime it's do you have my interest for the length of the product you want to give me? And, you know, majority of the time with a movie, that sweet spot for me is, is a lower, you know, a, a shorter runtime. But yeah. it doesn't mean I shy away from something. You know, Doctor Sleep had me captivated for the entire, what was it, two and a half hours? Yeah. So, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that, a, you know, movie being long means I instantly dislike it, but I think you've, got to, give, you've got to give me this year have been yeah, very exactly. long. <laughs> you've got to give me some meat on the bone. Like you've got to give me something that keeps me interested. And there were just so many scenes in this where I was literally just like staring into space. Cause I was like, mm. what is going on? We're just right around this campfire. We're having this pointless conversation. Um, and yeah, you you really got that sense, like you say, about halfway through of where this movie was going to go, and you're like, okay, I thought you were going to give me something. 
you're giving me something else, but I just do not want that at all. I didn't really want what you were gonna, what I thought you were gonna give me. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a shame, isn't it? Like I say, it, it didn't really tick any box for me. I think the the problem with runtimes as well is it's way more of an issue with indie films because they obviously they write the script they fall in love with these characters and that's that's fair enough rightly so you get a great cast that you obviously appreciate mm. and then it's just it, it's easy to fall into that trap of like well let's just film loads of stuff and then and then once you have it you're like well I don't want to get rid of this because this is good stuff you know this is characters that I like and well of course if people are enjoying the movie then more is always better right and I can see how it's easy to fall into that trap whereas you need to show a bit of composure and a bit of restraint because I think of Tigers Are Not Afraid that we saw about a couple of months back, yeah. which, again, going into it, similar to this movie, really, isn't what we're at down our street, um, you know, in terms of the setting and that. It was this foreign language movie that was this indie darling and all of this stuff, really. But that movie was like 85 minutes long. It didn't, you know, want to um, just live in the moment and just show you these characters and forever and let you get bored. Yeah. yeah, it was like, no, let's get to the point and let's end the movie when, when it needs to be ended. And so I ended up liking that movie way more because if that movie was two hours and 15 minutes, I would have hated it so much. And yeah. it really does make a difference. Like well, I said, we're talking about 45 difference. Oh, hugely. It, you know, it becomes self indulgent for the people making it. It does. It does. And I think, you know, because one of the things is that this does actually have a real good cast. You know, pretty much yeah. everyone did nail it. Um, you know, I thought the villains were horrible. I thought Claire were horrible in a, you know, they, they need to be horrible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Claire was great in it as well. Um, and But it just, we just got too much of them all. Like, yeah. And to the point that I was like, oh, okay, I don't need to see these British officers being scumbags anymore. Like, what they did at the beginning of this movie is enough for me to, if I see these people pop up in something else, I'm probably going to dislike them because mm. of what they did in this movie. It was that Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I this is need... one of those movies that's like, it's yeah. a risk for an actor yeah. to take a and role like, like this. <laughs> I don't need them to do anything else despicable. Like, as the movie goes yeah. on, they continue to do disgusting things. I'm like, yeah. you don't need to, mate. Like, you, you're, you're stumped. Yeah. Like, we don't need to see any more of that. And it's just, it is weird. Um... A couple of times, because <laughs> again, we talk about obviously that that one scene being like uh, crazy violent, but then mm. over the course of the movie, like there are just long gaps where not a lot happens. Yeah. But when violence does happen, it is very visceral and mm. very well done. Yeah. Even to the point that one of the British officers just punches another one in the nose like yeah. twice. And I was like, that's the most violent face punch I've ever seen. Like, yeah. it you know, <laughs> and it, it honestly did. I was like, Jesus Christ, they've just punched that guy in the nose. Because like, they don't cut away or anything. They just show no, it. No, it was, it was gnarly. And so, mm. like, you know, if, if you want to see that sort of thing, then obviously this, this movie does kind of deliver on that. Like, when you get the violence, it's mm. just that, you know watching two hours of this other stuff just completely like i say it didn't already have me in the moment and then mm. i was just i just got more and more out of the moment as the movie went on yeah i was like close to being there because i was like okay even though i <laughs> like you say i'm not necessarily you almost turned twitter off on your phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah like because i'm all i'm i just don't think i'm that big of a fan of this subgenre like like what we no. said a few weeks ago with the with the rabbit you know so you really have to take that with a grain of salt where i'm like i just don't think i'm that big of a fan of revenge movies in general um no. but I, yes you know i don't mind them 
Mm. But yeah, so with that premise, I was already kind of like, okay, but I get where you're going. And so once we have these two sets of characters traveling, if they meet up with each other relatively quickly and we get to that satisfying conclusion, I'll be fine with it. But yeah, it was about an hour and 45 in and you get like a tease and a, and a slight brush in. Yeah. And then the characters go completely separate ways for another 45 minutes. Mm. And that is where the movie just lost me completely. Yeah. Where they are running around in the bush. We don't know what's going on. Characters are doing like fake heel turns every two seconds. And, yeah. And I was just like, and then like ultimately Claire becomes a real passenger, which I've, again, this is, this movie ticks a lot of pet peeves. And I've actually just remembered another one. Um, mm-hmm. But another one is when your lead character becomes a passenger in their own story. I don't like that. No. Um, and that, especially happen. when this is like such, you know, from what happened to her, this is just, purely yeah. her story it yeah. should be like yeah. i didn't care about what billy was trying to get redemption for i mm. saw what happened to claire you know yeah. i realized billy had horrible things but i saw what happened to her i want her redemption story you know yeah um and the, the thing as well when the characters when we get to like the final act or just before the final act kind of the all of our characters just kind of like bump into each other Mm. And they're just like, all right, like, do you want to just leave me alone, mate? And I'll leave you alone. And and it was just like, it was, it was super weird. Did you, did that like stand out to you? Cause it was super weird for me. I know it's quite late on. We're talking here, but like, you know, it, it was weird, it, but I almost could sit like at this point, it didn't shock me with this movie because I could tell that it was clearly trying to subvert any sort of expectation you had. So yeah. I was like, do you know what? It's actually quite funny that they would do that where they'd be like, these two characters that you've been waiting two hours to make meet face to face has this brush in that literally means nothing. It's just um, this most anticlimactic thing in the world when they're like, don't try and take your horse back, mate. Naff yeah. off. And then mm. they just like <laughs> walk off and go to the pub. Yeah. I'm like, what? Oh, and she yeah. was the one that was like kind of instigating that as well where she was like, do you know what? It's not worth it at this point. So that was a bit yeah. weird. Um, and that's the thing as well because you know, you touched upon the fact that, like, she, her her life is wrecked. Like, what mm. happens to her completely destroys everything to the point that, like, you know, whatever happens, you know, if this character continues beyond this movie, you know, and it's just like, what life does she live? Where does she go? What does she try to build? Um, you know, is she redeemable as a human being after this? Because they've literally destroyed her soul. Yeah. And then she's just, yeah, she just basically is like, nah, come on, it's not worth it. I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, it's not worth it. Uh, it just, it didn't feel genuine. Yeah. And I, and I agree with you. Like, I think that that's what they're going for. They want to say, you know, like, well, the revenge in the end isn't worth it. And so on one mm. hand, I'm like, okay, you, you're kind of doing an interesting thing in this subgenre. But either way, I'm going to feel disappointed because I didn't even care if you killed him anyway because your life was ruined. <laughs> but now your life's ruined and you can get the revenge. So I'm almost doubly disappointed. Um, but yeah, the, the other pet peeve that I remembered was this movie has a lot of shitty dream sequences, which oh, are gosh, just yeah. which are just there for the purpose of cheap horror. And that's something that, again, irks me in any horror movie. And I'll always call it out, even if it's in something that I love, where it is just forced in just to give you imagery that is supposed to be woo, spooky horror, you know, and it's it's very much a cheap ploy. If that you ain't not like on Elm Street, don't do it. <laughs> No, because that's obviously a different thing. <laughs> this is literally, it's kind of like flashbacks mixed with dream sequences. Yeah, and it makes no the effect sense. Of horror, and I just, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't develop the story in any way. Hmm. We know what happened to it. It's imprinted into our minds. Like, yeah. so we don't need a reminder. So, yeah, it's uh, Nightingale. Yeah. 
it's just, it's a shame. Like I say, I, I'm I'm with you where I am just disappointed now because I think that there are plenty of talent involved in this in different mm-hmm. avenues. Um, there could have been a movie in here that I enjoyed, even though, like I say, you really have to take this review with I don't like period stuff and I'm not the biggest fan of revenge stuff either. So I feel like it would have had to have been like the best of those to, for, for, for me to really enjoy it. I think that if you I was, really I was like fully... period and revenge stuff, you would probably like parts of this. But I, I still think there's bad to stuff. respect this movie though because the biggest thing that i go back to is i just didn't feel like it was well made in mm. terms of being set in the 1800s yeah you know, i agree I, with you it, they didn't it, sell it that massively well. took it out you know i really thought every, everything they looked at it looked like a high school um play prop like mm. oh this is this is the felt military soldier jacket <laughs> and you know there's like no like I don't know, you know, personality to it or weatheredness or just anything. And then, and then, like I say, I, I also thought the use of language. And like I say, I'm, I might be completely off the ball with the use of language thing, but it just, it just felt out of place for me. Yeah, um, it, it goes to show you that there's so many different talents involved because I, I think that they nailed the horror stuff in terms yeah. of like actual special effects and making it look really real and grisly in the way it was shot. Like that stuff, which we oh, obviously... that violence was off yeah, the charts. And that's yeah. more of something that we're familiar with because we see that a lot more for the show. Mm. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Like the, the level of costume design and that sort of stuff, which is not something that we normally need to take note mm. of, but you have to with a period piece. And the fact that, yeah, we watched The Witch and at no point did I ever think about it. I was like, yeah, this looks like the period that they're trying to Yeah, name. I was like, how do they send them back? <laughs> yeah. Like, they've just gone through shit. And like, you know, Claire, like she, she stays like reasonably well, mm. like c- clean and maintained when she's literally traveling through the wilderness. Yeah, her like, face to me didn't point, look like she was in the 1800s. No. She was very well put together. She had like her eyebrows and and I guess some makeup at some points where I was like, and you look straight yeah, out of 2019. Well, there's a moment where she kind of drags herself through a ravine or a river, yeah. like crosses a river. And the next scene, she's completely dry and her hair's all nice and she's all like normal again on the horse. I'm like, mm. what? I'm like, do you just go through like one of those air dryers they have at like theme parks? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was odd. Yeah. So I have to I have to put that out there because all of my personal things aside, I, I really don't think it hit the mark about what it was trying to achieve anyway mm. for me. But yeah, it's a, it's a really disappointing one. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, so I guess that's recommendations. Is that neither of us would recommend it? Um, no, no. Watch yeah. watch two Puppet Master movies. That's what I'd say. <laughs> I would not say that actually. Um. Yeah, I'd say that. You, you could bash out a couple of them. You could, in or you can watch time. like just one or two good movies instead. Um, yeah, but at least you get to see some Blade, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, Shooter might have his little chuckle and do some cool stuff. Right, let's move on. Um, that was our discussion <laughs> of The Nightingale. We will take a short break and we will be right back. yeah we do have some uh, feedback this week of course you can always hit us up on twitter at shb pod or if you want to send us a longer email it's super horror bros podcast at gmail.com um 
we'll definitely give out the call sort of earlier to it but we're at that point now where i'd love to hear from people who have obviously seen a lot of horror movies in 2019 to let mm. us know what your favorites are um definitely. it'd be great to have as many of you guys listeners either just your favorite horror movie of the year or top five or whatever you feel comfortable sending you know depending on how many films you've seen um yeah, so yeah definitely, definitely. We'll, we want to we'll know your that. best of lists obviously we will yeah. be doing a, a you know a, a twitter poll probably at some point yeah. but um that's going to be limited to what four movies it's, so, it's four and i always like to do like a other as well so you can pretty much only yeah, put three well, like it really we might actually just put that in the body of the tweet or something but um mm. but yeah i think um you know definitely send us some lists let us know because uh it's gonna be a fun year man there's, yeah. there's some good stuff out there yeah and it, i think it's gonna be it's going to be so different as well, which I think is obviously a good thing. I think that it's great that you have such a varied year and it shows how mm. in a good place horror is because there are so many movies for so many different people right now, yeah. um, which I think is really, really awesome. Um, but yeah, we do have an email from Sean. Um, I hope you're still with us, Sean. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Yeah, for people that don't know, I know he's a very big fan of The Nightingale and he wanted us to cover it. Um, so yeah, I'm glad yeah. that we have. Uh, I know that you liked yeah. it and I, I assume it'll, I imagine it'll be on his top 10 as well, which is fair. <laughs> Uh, he said it i think um, he said it was a couple of weeks ago like yeah um, um so yeah definitely yeah, glad you were looking forward to the show i'm sorry that yeah turned out the way it did. <laughs> no and i'm glad he enjoyed it you know i want everyone yeah. to enjoy all the movies they watch um and oh, it just, definitely. just wasn't I for us to enjoy this like, yeah. yeah i want to enjoy everything yeah, well, like I know he's already said, like he's not a big fan of some of the stuff that we've seen this year that we were big fans of. So again, just shows you, like, very varied year for horror for sure. Um, but yeah, he did say he was talking about Tremors as we yeah. teased earlier. Um, he said, uh, "This is new news to me. I hadn't even realized they were making more of these." Um, I own the first film as it's a classic. However, I haven't followed the franchise at all. Um, oh, mate. Says, as you know, I love creature features and monster movies, so perhaps I should pick them up and check out the other films. Um, Richard Brake being attached makes it all the more appealing. Um, of yes, course, of course, should, I, I agree with that statement. But yeah, I mean, Tremors Two is my favorite one. I adore Tremors, Tremors 2, Two. Is fantastic. Um, I, the first movie yeah. is obviously a classic, and yeah, some of those sequels, like Free, is fun. And I feel like for just to tell you, Sean, if you haven't seen any of the sequels, the main, like the the franchise in general, does go way more tongue in cheek and comedic than the first Definitely. movie. So that would be your biggest shock if you just watch like the yeah, newest one. Yeah, it definitely goes comedic and you know way more, way more kind of just over the top creature stuff as well. Like yeah, you slapstick. Know, yeah, at times like Bert Gummer, who he's oh, in the first one, isn't he? Bert's in the first one, but he is like a secondary character. Yeah. Um. So obviously, like he just has his gun store and he has his little one-liners, and then mm. suddenly he gets promoted to the lead in every other movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah so um but yeah Tre oh, tremors 2 is fantastic man and like yeah it's such a fun franchise like you know there's there's a couple of them that you know they're not all fantastic but mm. definitely like two and three are, are well worth a watch and you know it's worth then just you know why not grind it out eh? <laughs> yeah especially because <laughs> he's into his creature stuff like the yeah, fact I that you only you only get graboids obviously in the first one which yeah. obviously they're the og and they're still the best but to see what they've done with that yeah. and changing it throughout the years and i love what they do in tremors 2 in particular i think it's yeah. awesome um tremors, tre what they do in tremors 2 was just like game changer yeah, that movie's just fantastic. Um, but yeah, he also he was talking about a movie called um, The Repentless Killology. Um, and I hadn't heard about this one. Um, it's basically like a concert movie slash live action horror movie. Oh, um, yeah. 
with Slayer music. Um, mm. I thought this was interesting because I know Metallica did something similar to this a few years back. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure it's something I'd massively want to check out. Um, I, I like Slayer a little bit, but not massively. We've both seen Slayer, haven't we, in concert? Um, we have. At least once, maybe twice um, as part of the Big Four, um, which was a very awesome concert. And yeah, like I like Slayer. I just don't listen to them that often. Um, but he said that it's like he was surprised at the brutality of the first 45 minutes as it is a full-on horror movie with lots of goring killings. Okay. Um, so the fact if it is just like a fun horror movie with some kills and then you get a bit of slayer music in it that does actually sound like something i'd throw on and enjoy um yeah so, so definitely thanks for letting me know about it because i'd literally never heard about it until you read no, it. i mean to be fair it's done like 268k gross box office yeah so, so there are yeah, just a small release, yeah. <laughs> it's on, it's in about 10 screens but yeah, um which is fair yeah. enough like, i don't even think the metallica one got a cinema release no probably um, not like it, it sounds cool man like yeah. um it's definitely one of those that could be interesting yeah i think he enjoyed it as well um mm. and yeah he did uh recommend a movie uh called here comes hell um he said i'd like to officially recommend this movie which did also premiere at fright fest this mm. year um, this movie is a debut of director Jack McHenry uh, and combines classic old school horror with heavy influences of Evil Dead. Um, it's 100% British and pretty darn entertaining. It would make a perfect double uh, bill with Satanic Panic. Um, mm. I like everything yes. that you just said. <laughs> you said a lot of good things there. Yeah, so I've I'd obviously heard the title being a fright fest, but I didn't know anything about this movie. So yeah, yeah. I think I might be wrong, but was this is this movie in black and white? Like, uh, I don't know. I this... honestly don't know too much about it outside of the title. And it was that no, I might, the I first time hearing about it being like Evil Dead ish and British. I thought, like, I I really thought this one. I thought this one was black and white, and mm. that that um, because it's like an. Uh, I thought it was like a dinner party, like a, I don't know, nineteen hundreds, nineteen twenties, thirties, like dinner party, and then it all goes like batshit crazy. Right. But, I might be wrong, but this I information I may or may not be correct. Yeah, I might have just made that up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, again, only Sean knows. Yeah, um, this is another one as well that, like, I think in a couple of weeks we'll have to really take note and be like, we might just watch a bunch of stuff, kind of off air, so to speak, just to <sighs> just to know that we've watched it. But it may not be a case of actually doing like a full show on it because there literally isn't enough weeks in the year at this point. Mate, I've seen um, a lot of movies like. <laughs> We covered what we covered, bro. Yeah, we, we try our best. <laughs> we did all right. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I think we did all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for that one, Sean. Um, yeah, so pretty much to end us off this week, we need to talk about a TV show that ended. Yes, we do. American Horror Story 1984 is no more. Um yeah. I'm just going to throw up a mild spoiler warning. I'm not going to go into details, but it's obviously very hard to talk about if you haven't seen any of it. Yeah, we're, um, we're given our opinions of this season, so there yeah. may be mild spoilers in there. Yeah, definitely. But um, I hope you enjoyed it more than I did. Um, <laughs> I was massively disappointed. Obviously, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago where post episode five, the first five episodes were like exactly pretty much what I wanted from the season. Um, season episode one in particular was so good. And I really like these characters in the setting. And I was like, oh, I wonder how they're going to, you know, drag us out over a season. Um, obviously, then seeing the, the real change of pace post episode five and kind of six and seven being extremely slow and not really much happening. Um, and then I thought at the time, I think, cause I think we'd spoke about those two where I was like, yeah. okay, hopefully eight will build to the finale and then nine will be this big set piece finale. Um, eight was incredibly boring and kind of even moved on at even more of a snail's pace ready to the finale. I was like, right. Okay. At least I know what the finale is going to be now. It's going to be this big festival at the camp and that's going to end the season. And for them to then do what they did, like another time jump and 
end the story kind of through flashbacks. I just hated it so much because it felt like um, the story just didn't mean anything at that point. Like, oh, let's just quickly tell you guys what happened so you get the gist of the story. It felt and extremely rushed. Yeah, and I, I really don't like that as a storytelling device anyway because you see multiple characters who survived it telling their story and then you see them fighting characters in the past and you're like, well, clearly I know you survived and they died because you're here telling me the goddamn story. Um, so I already, I already hate that anyway. It's kind of like the problem yeah, I mean, with prequels with this, in general. Though, you, you don't, because they die and they stay at the camp and most of the story has been told at the camp, you kind of... Well, it was mainly the, the woman they... was when she was telling her backstory. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, she, I was kind of like relatively out of line combat though. But yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I know like, you again, mean. like I just didn't like it. And then the yeah. fact that a lot of characters were really irrelevant, like they spent two or three episodes late in the season building up villains that had zero impact on the finale. Um, yeah. There was a bunch of really stupid yeah. choices, like the way they killed one character and how they thought it would get around the whole don't kill him on the camp thing was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And, and that, the fact that was that it backfired. I was like, thank God, at least it backfired. Cause it was so stupid. Yeah. Um, that, that was a bit disappointing. I think overall, like, I was just so, I was like, when it ended, I was like, thank God it's over. Cause like, those last four episodes, I just didn't enjoy them in the slightest. See, I, I still, I still dug them. Like I, I can't argue with your points and it definitely didn't go the way I wanted it to. Mm. And even with this, um, it, um, uh, you know, we thought we were heaven heading towards this big concert that was going to be kind of like, uh, you know, live aid set, out, set mm. on Camp Crystal Lake. And I was like, Jesus Christ, how is this going to go down? It's going to be nuts. And like they, they teased it. And then like, even when we got like the jump in time, we still had all like you went to the camp and it was all like yeah, the, the stage was all still there yeah. and it all looked really cool. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, what went down? And then in the end, like what went down was massively anticlimactic. Um, yeah, nothing happened <laughs> and and was way too rushed. Um, but we still had some like cool moments in this episode. Like I, um, what was the killer's name? The the um, not Jingles, the other Night one, Nightcrawler nightcrawler mm. like i thought it was quite amusing how they ended up trying to keep his character under control by yeah, just like p- p- you know just like killing him constantly for the last 20 years every time he respawned they just found creative ways to kill him like that was a fun montage yeah it was you know it was reminiscent of like a happy death day yeah just a super fun montage that was that was great and like could have just buried him in a coffin well, that would have been easy yeah, but he'd have died eventually. Like no, but then yeah. you just wake up in a coffin, six foot underground. How are you? No, because I think because wasn't he like respawning? In, don't you like spawn in different places and stuff? Well, no, he was he was constantly just sitting up, waking up because that was how they were able to keep like him in under control. Because because characters when they die, they come back in different places sometimes, don't they? Or do they go back? To yeah, where no, you they were, died? but they were they were breaking the rules constantly in this episode. Because yeah, other characters yeah. would come back instantly. Some wouldn't at all. You know, some I were, you know, like I was the, under the, the impression that became an adult mm-hmm. later on in the show and it's like it didn't make any sense i was under the impression that you would um what little kid became an adult like you see you like you see jingle's brother like not all deformed like he is in the lake in the last bit of the episode and it's like Um, no one else has changed their form (laughs) since they died no but he was never deformed in the lake they just wanted to give you that (laughs) fine um but yeah um i was under the impression that they kind of respawned wherever they died originally right so that's why like you would move around a bit but anyway we're getting caught up on things here but you know i you know i was i was i was disappointed but i wasn't like massively disappointed and in the end like the little final scene at the end when they were just like 
all the campers came out and everything and like it had this banging soundtrack and it just it just put like a smile on my face i'm not gonna lie like <laughs> the season ended with a smile on my face where i was just mm-hmm. like i had a good time like i had a good time and it delivered on what i wanted like going into this season i was like are we just gonna get this fun crazy over the top slasher which we did and like they just added like a million more elements to it that I didn't think that needed needed to be done. Um, and like some missed and some hit and some things that I, you know, what I wanted them to tell me at multiple times they didn't. They went another way. Um, but I still pretty much enjoyed most of it. Like even this, like when I didn't get the big set piece that I wanted. I I enjoyed like the way that most things went down in it and I don't know I just I just had a good time like um for me each each episode you know I pretty much enjoyed the only one that I didn't really enjoy was the jingles kind of his mum one mm. when they kind of like had that long backstory with him trying to get redemption with his mum I I was not into that episode but pretty much everything else like it had its slower moments and you know, looking back at this season as a whole, like it's weird that we had episode 100 of American Horror Story yeah. and a Halloween special and it didn't really do anything. Um, oh, yeah, they were two of the worst episodes by far. Yeah, which was that, you know, which was a, you know, that's a shame and like a couple other things. But overall, this, the, the season was a hit for me and one that I will look back on fondly. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to gauge it because it's like two different seasons for me where the first five episodes are fantastic and then I thought the last four were just dreadful. Like it really felt like someone else wrote it. And obviously it is because there's such a huge change of pace, notably, but they just they never picked up steam. It's like Emma Roberts' character after the first five. She does nothing for like four episodes and everyone else, like a lot of the early other people that I really like, like Cody didn't get to do anything in the last four episodes. We got a bit of Billy Lord being interesting in the last few. Um, I still consistently liked the Nightcrawler. Like he was the standout for me in the whole season, but oh, he was awesome, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah but it, it's just a shame that like, he didn't really, again, didn't get to, uh, I mean, no one really got to do much in the finale. Um, yeah, and like the the Billy Idol troll, I just thought was ridiculous. Like they talked about him for the entire season, <laughs> and he was going to be there. And we know that like American Horror Story with its wackiness, that you know they love having yeah they would real him. people yeah. And, and you're like, oh, did they bring back Evan Peters for one episode or something? And it's like, nope, you just don't even see him. Like I thought that was kind of it's it's hilarious because it's a funny troll, but it's also like annoying. <laughs> yeah, because um, I kind of saw it as a funny troll, and then kind yeah. of enjoyed the story they gave me. Yeah, um, I didn't mind that. That wasn't like my biggest problem with it because I was like, that kind of works as a troll where you think you're going to like even like because they're basically trolling Nightcrawler, you know, where he really wants to see Billy Idol and he yeah. never gets that moment. Yeah, but, to um, the point that that's how he eventually gets caught. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm not, I don't have an issue with that, really. There was yeah. just a lot of the other stuff, like I say, and especially it all being most of it told through these like flashbacks. And, and again, they brought back an actor from previous seasons, which I really mm. enjoy. Yeah, which but was he, fun yeah but he, he just didn't get to do much he was just running around really because like what what can you do like just run away from the ghosts really like i mean that's um, that's a that's a slasher movie bro yeah but it's not a good one though. <laughs> like, it was a shame. i'm yeah. disappointed like you say i think when it was over yeah, i, I was like I, I, yeah, I really loved the way this started and it was up there for me where i was like wow they're killing it and like and i liked that it was a step away from 
previous seasons. Like I didn't want a full on crazy season like last year because that was so good. I wanted like a weird little subset that felt, and that's what this felt like early on. You know, almost like a more like mm. a Scream Queens in American Horror Story. You know, they didn't bring back the full cast and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it was still it was still disappointing in the end. But um, next year is going to be interesting because it's the tenth season, mm. and apparently it's the last one that they're contracted to do on the channel. Um, yeah which is interesting yeah so they, they do have like they'll, they'll probably bring it back because i do think it's quite popular but yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward yeah um, it'll be a fun it'll be a fun time to rank the american horror story series mm. like that is oh, yeah. definitely a conversation for another day but like yes yeah. you know uh, you know overall now we had that you know the beginning of this podcast is when it was at its ropiest phase by far and yeah. like um to the point that you know they might have been i don't know four and three or five and two or you know mm. something like that and it was getting to the point that you know oh are you gonna get like 50 50 but for me yeah the last two or three have been have been wins and like yeah. this definitely goes into that win category for me like i pretty much enjoyed my time throughout this season yeah and like you say it is a shortened season and the episodes were really short as well like that's mm. That's the thing with it, where I give it credit because thank God it didn't drag it on too much. But I can, you can tell watching it that they did run out of ideas because you go, right, it's nine episodes for the first time ever. Some of the episodes were 30 minutes with that long ass intro and full credits. Like they were like 26 minutes, some of I mean, them. And got, again, I don't have that intro, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the best part of the season by far. Um, I mean, that, that might have been what I liked about it. I love my TV. Like, <laughs> roundabout. No, I do as well. Like, I don't minutes. have a problem so, with like, that. I just give, think it's Give funny. me that Ash versus Evil Dead episode time man yeah like again yeah, i think it it boded well because if this was 13 episodes of an hour reach mm. i would have stopped watching it <laughs> and i and i appreciate american horror story stepping out of its own mold yeah being like each season is its own thing mm. we might have 12 episodes of 90 minutes of pop next season yeah. but like this story was a shorter thing you know it needed to be more a la scream queens you know short concise episodes so i like that it will change up it's not like oh no we have to do 90 minute uh, 60 minute episodes yeah. you know they have to hit 51 minutes or something dumb like that you know it's yeah. like, no we're I'm surprised gonna, they got away with it to be honest we're gonna play they are on like a it. traditional tv channel you know it's not like it's on a streaming service where mm. you have more room to play with you know yeah, you do it, have those ad be, breaks you have to hit yeah that would be odd because obviously i watched this all on like the demand so like mm. i saw the episode time when the when the, the when it started playing and i was like wow yeah. like actually if you were to watch this on tv with ads and everything yeah like it would be weird yeah but yeah um but yeah it's kind of the only other tv show as well as the purge season two mm. um have you started this one yet no nah. no i haven't either <laughs> it's i've been waiting by, i'm good, definitely going to start it by next week because obviously there's five episodes out now we're probably going to be six by the time people listen to this and i've not seen a single soul talk about this season <laughs> no it came back with a whisper <laughs> you know yeah. like season one had a little bit of traction obviously it's not the most popular show by any means but like i at least saw good, though yeah, it was very good. It was, uh, you know, I think it's the best purge thing they've done. And um, see, it, you know, people within the horror community were at least talking about it. Whereas, yeah, I have not seen this is like Nosferatu levels of whispering of like, no one is watching this so far. Um, so, yeah, it could be great. It could not be great. But I wouldn't know because no one's talking about it. Um, but I'm looking forward to checking it out. So, yeah, well, because I think that's the only pretty much other horror TV show there is for the rest of this year. Um, I mean, are we going to ignore the fact that Walking Dead is still on? I was perfectly ignoring it, yes. 
Okay, so do you want to do you want to tell us what's happened in a quick? Yeah, it just kind of sucks. Like, yeah. not a lot happens. <laughs> I could have guessed that. I yeah. haven't watched it for five years. <laughs> yeah, uh, Daryl and Carol spent five minutes throwing rocks at a tin can in the most recent episode. Oh, I know Daryl. Like yeah, yeah, it's fairly ripping. Yeah, I liked him. <laughs> I like, um, I, like, I like to see him with a backpack on more, yeah. more often than not at this point. Yeah, um, I, re- yeah. I really like seeing him in anything other than the Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like you say we're, we've obviously got a few more weeks to fill we'll, we'll have to work out what we're doing the next week because we've got a few yeah. things to talk we about might, we might like some stuff again soon yeah <laughs> <laughs> listen we're not these debbie downers all right we still i still enjoy this even if the movies aren't great i like um, american horror story <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. I've got to be honest. Um, we might need something lighter next week. This has been this has been a heavy week. Um, <laughs> I can't I can't watch another like long ass period drama for a no, while. I, 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 I think I just need to see like CM Punk like fucking punch some zombies in the face. <laughs> That's what that movie's about, is right? The, is, <laughs> what what movie are you even talking about? <laughs> CM Punk punching zombies in the face. Well, no, it's just uh, CM Punk in a movie. You know? Oh, fair enough. I, like, I thought you I, had like, I, a sick fever dream. It sounds great. No, no, I just kind of um, then couldn't really think of what the synopsis <laughs> of Girl on the Third Floor was. So I just, I assume that he punches something. I think in it's the like face. a slow, spooky, haunted house movie. Which yeah, uh, there'll be he'll punch something in the face. <laughs> I hope, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, if we don't get a CM Punk face punch, then I'll be disappointed with that movie. I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that in a few weeks. Who knows? Um, but yeah that was episode 171 where we talked about the nightingale uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone and my veins and travels to my head they said you'll die soon enough anyway shut up i can't mainly because i never could how could i start that